Love, you are as strong as a dark blue mountain. Love, you are as fluid as a wide silver river. Love, you are as splendid as clear night sky. Love, you are as mysterious as dark forest. Love, you are wise as enduring friendship. Love, you are true power, not mere distraction. Truth, not deceit. Purpose, not impulse. Poetry, not prose. Sing, not sang. Now more than tomorrow, but tomorrow more than yesterday. Love, condense yourself into this moment. Permeate the silence that joins us in community so that in the fire of the words to come, the promise of this time might be wrapped in peace. These opening words written by Mark Bellatini, they welcome us all who have gathered this morning for our Sunday service. Welcome to those of you who are here in person, here at Essex Church, in a quite hot church. And welcome also to all of you who are joining in via Zoom from your homes far and wide. It's lovely to see your faces there. For those of you I've not met before, I'm Sarah Tinker, at one time minister with this congregation, and now happily retired, and also happy that I can still connect with you all like this from time to time. If you're new to this community, we're especially glad to have you with us. Do stay for a chat after the service if you want, or come to one of the small groups that happen regularly to get to know us better. And if you are a regular here, well, thank you. Thank you for all that you do to build this community and to spread our Unitarian message of equality and oneness. So, whoever you are, however you're feeling today, wherever you've come from, know you're welcome here with us just as you are. And this applies also to anybody who might be watching this service as a video at some future date or listening to our podcast or reading this service as a script. There are so many ways now that we can connect with one another, aren't there? And there is space always for you in this community. So today's service is titled Love's Tender and Demanding Path. And in the next hour, we'll be asking that old question. Hmm, what would love do now? What would love do now? And we'll be exploring the power of love as a guiding principle in human life. So I invite you to take a minute now, a moment now, to arrive here fully. Let's let go for a while, if we can, of the busy or challenging aspects of our lives, those thoughts that turn around in our mind. Release, if we can, the things that are bothering us, at least for this moment. Taking, if we want, one of those lovely calming breaths. Slowly breathing down into the core of our being. And as we breathe out, we can awaken to the beauty of this moment here in this gathered community. Be that in person or connected through the digital realm, it is good to be together. It's good to make time and space for connection. Connection with ourselves, connection with one another, and connection with that which we hold to be of greatest worth. And our chalice flame is now lit. It's one light connecting us with the worldwide Unitarian and Unitarian Universalist community, a progressive religious community. And this simple chalice, I often think, bears witness to the humanity that we all share. One people, one planet, 
one shared life. May we learn to live in peace. May we care for what we have and may we spread love wherever we may be. So let's settle ourselves now for a time of prayer and reflection. Oh, we who are so often busy or distracted by the world we live in or by the busy buzzing thoughts inside our head, let's enjoy this opportunity for stilling ourselves, making time to attend to matters of the heart, aligning ourselves with the spirit of life and love which holds us all. We create this as sacred time and place by our presence here together. Grateful for the gift of life itself, yet knowing we each carry our own particular burdens or concerns. We each cherish our special hopes and dreams. In recent times, there may have been opportunities when we've been touched by the love and care of others. If so, let's be grateful for those human connections. There may have been times when we could have shown greater care for another. If so, let us understand our human frailty and, and resolve, if we can, to ease the lives of others as we seek to ease our own existences. We may well feel troubled by the turbulent times in which we live, the uncertainties of our own country's political systems, the really frightening events occurring in places like Ukraine, Yemen, Somalia, Eritrea and Ethiopia, to mention yet a few, and oh, the economic pressures facing so many people. <coughs> oh, may all such human dilemmas be held in the heart of a love that will not let us go, a love so much greater than ourselves, a wondrous love that may lift us when we feel ourselves to be sinking beneath life's struggles. On this warm day in London, we might experience such a love as a gentle cooling breeze upon our cheek an unearned gift to all. And in a few shared moments of stillness, I invite you inwardly to seek the love and support you might need this day. And let us send our loving prayers to those we know to be in need. And so may all beings find some comfort. And to this aspiration, let us join in saying, if we so wish, that ancient word, Amen. So may it be. And we are, um, we get to sing a hymn now. Um, it's, uh, we're going to be singing hymn number 18. And um, it's that old favorite. Um, it's called What Wondrous Love. 
it's sung to an old um, American folk tune. It, it's, uh, it's a marvelously mournful tune, if you like mournful hymn songs. Um, and I just think it's um, massive, sort of matching its message so well. Life is tough, and we are helped through it by the love of others. Um, I'd really like to live in a society where there was a love that would not let us go. And I know how much you are all committed to creating such a society for everyone. So here in church, we have words on our hymn sheets. And uh, if you're with us on Zoom, the words are going to appear on your screens. You'll be safely muted, so you can sing out loud if you want. Here in church, we're going to keep our masks on to help keep one another COVID-free as cases rise yet again. Come on, let's sing about that wondrous love that cares for one another. This reading begins with words adapted from Ralph Waldo Emerson's poem titled, Give All to Love. The poem is then followed with words from the Reverend Linda Hart, a Unitarian Universalist minister from the United States, who worked for some years as minister at our Richmond congregation here in London. Give all to love, obey thy heart. Friends, kindred, days, estate, good fame, plans, credit and the muse, nothing refuse. Follow it utterly, hope beyond hope. High and more high, it dives into noon with wing unspent untold intent but it is a god knows its own path and the outlets of the sky linda hart then writes give all to love writes the poet follow it utterly if only we could too often we are captured in that which is not love 
captured by petty concerns, old wounds, pains that peck away at our heart, sometimes blinded by all the concerns that press upon us, sometimes blinded by grief beyond words or understanding, sometimes blinded by anger, sometimes blinded by assumptions. And so we turn away from love, following paths which lead us far from it, far from hope, far from healing and wholeness. Hope beyond hope, it is possible to turn, to find our way again. May our eyes be open to the path of love, and may our hearts have the strength to follow that we may be released from that which captures us, put down the petty concerns, salve the wounds, release the pains, that we may see more clearly what is within us and before us, the love that is available to all, that creates room for sympathy, for care, for community, for intimacy that we may find ourselves circling closer to a healing in ourselves, in our relationships, for our world, that we may recognize again the wholeness that embraces us, of which we are a part. Give all to love, follow it utterly, and we turn ourselves. Hope beyond hope, may we find our way. May our eyes be ever and again open to the path of love. And may our hearts have the strength to follow. Oh, thank you, Brian, for that reading. Much appreciated. We're moving into the quiet, meditative part of our service now. And they're going to be a few words from me to lead into a good three minutes of silence, which will end with a chime from our bell. And then Sandra, our pianist, will play the classic Beatles love song, Something. So let's ready ourselves in whatever way works for us. Maybe adjust your position. Maybe soften your gaze or close your eyes. You might even want to switch off your cameras at home if that's more relaxing for you. And let's, let's be aware of our bodies in our seats or maybe standing or lying. Have that sense of our feet, perhaps resting on the earth below us. The places of connection between our body and the furniture or the floor. Let's enjoy a few gentle, conscious breaths, nothing forced, just natural, restful breathing. And we might have that sensation of sinking down a bit as our muscles relax. We might feel the muscles of our face and neck and shoulders particularly relaxing. You might want to just adjust yourself so that you feel a bit more comfy. Our meditation today is called Love as Our Guiding Principle. And uh, I invite you, if you wish, in our quiet time to consider how love might be a guide in our lives. Not particularly the heightened state that is romantic love. Lovely, though that can feel at times, but a steadier kind of love. that The love that sticks around and sees things through, that the love that cares, the love that is kind and compassionate and sensible, and the love that wants the best for others as well as ourselves. How might this kind of love shape human living? How might this kind of love guide our path? How might this kind of love assist us in making choices and decisions, shape how we think and speak about others and with others, 
help us in our dealings with those we find difficult. So as we enter the fellowship of silence together, I wonder how love might guide us this day. What could be different with love at the helm?
Psalm 23 for this moment by Reverend Kevin Tarsa. May I remember in this tender moment that love is my guide. Always. Shepherding me towards ways of openness and compassion. I have what I need, really, with love at my side. Above me, below me, in front of me, behind me. Inside every cell of me love infused everywhere. Just when the ways of the world I inhabit threatens to drop me in place and press my hope down into the ground beneath me, love invites me to rest for a gentle while and leads the center of my soul to the quiet, still, restoring waters nearby that somehow I had not noticed. And so love quietly sets me once again on its tender and demanding path. Even when the walls close around me and the cries of death echo through untold corners, gripping my heart with fear and sadness, I know, I know that all will be well and I will be well. When love whispers near to me, glints at the corner of my eye, rests with gentle and persistent invitation upon my shoulders. Yes, love blesses me. Even as the sources and symbols of my pain look on. Love blesses me from its infinite well. And I turn and notice that goodness and kindness and grace follow me everywhere, everywhere I go. I live in a house of love. Love that will not let me go. I live in a house of love. And always will. Thank you, Maria. That was, uh, yeah, that was beautifully read. And uh, that version of the 23rd Psalm, it really touches me. I'm just paraphrasing that line. We live in a house of love, love that will not let us go. Mm, that's my kind of religion. Perhaps it resonates with some of you too. But with me, well, it's largely aspirational. Yep, I've grasped the theory that living from a place of love, do you know what? It's a good thing, but it's easier said than done, isn't it? I wonder how this week has been for you. We've had um, my grandson, Zach, and a friend's dog, Lassie, staying with us. Two creatures I love very much indeed. Yet by day three, my love, it was wearing thin. When I said that it would be okay to cook naan breads from scratch, 
I didn't realize that I'd have to be the kitchen assistant for two hours and that it would involve a very hot oven and using every mixing bowl the cupboards possessed. And when I said that it would be fine for Lassie the dog to wander in the garden freely, I didn't realize that she'd choose to do a poo and do that scratching thing that dogs do, right on top of some favorite and very delicate plants. Yeah, love as an idea, hmm, that's easy and lovely, but love as a reality can be more of a challenge to maintain. I've heard a wise spiritual teacher explain that love will bring to the surface all that is unlike itself in order for the work of healing to begin. And that's the task of being human, I reckon, to learn, to grow, to develop ourselves through exploration and understanding of our responses to life, where we find ourselves out of love. That is the task, to gently unravel the knots and the tight places in our being so that we can return to a state of loving kindness for ourselves and with all those we share this life with. Now here in Britain, it's been one of those weeks politically, hasn't it? I've been watching the unfolding saga of our prime minister's resignation as leader of his political party and the stepping up of endless, it seems, potential candidates for this position of leader of the country. And because this service theme of love has been in my mind, well, I just couldn't help but ponder what leader might our country have if the main quality we sought in leadership was love? Yeah, they probably also need to have an economic crystal ball and extensive experience in managing teams of people and a remarkable skill in managing the media, not to mention world diplomacy, but oh, what a difference it could make if everyone who sought high office had to prove that they had cultivated their heart center, had to show that they would govern with love and from love. Because love, I reckon, lifts us beyond self-interest. Love widens our perspective so we don't forget the most needy in our society. Love reminds us to put ourselves in the position of another before we judge them and to work with others rather than against them. Love is just not adversarial by nature. It's perhaps worth reminding ourselves that these aspects of love are not about love as an emotion, which will, like any emotion, it's a fleeting thing that comes and goes with the moment, doesn't it? No, this, this kind of love, it's a way of being in life. It's an orientation that starts with a loving relationship with ourself and then reaches way beyond selfhood. It's a, an orientation that reaches beyond any sense of us and them to a wider, wider vision where we experience that connection, that oneness with all that is. This, I reckon, is love's tender and demanding path that we heard of in Kevin Tarser's reworking of the 23rd Psalm. Love's tender and demanding path. In, in Brian's reading earlier on, we heard the Reverend Linda Hart, a good friend of this congregation and one-time minister with the Richmond Unitarians. She describes this yearning. May our eyes be opened to the path of love and may our hearts have the strength to follow that we may be released from that which captures us, put down petty concerns, salve the wounds, release the pains. <sighs> And it's always worth reminding ourselves, I think, that this path of love, it doesn't mean that we let others walk all over us. No, no. The path of love actually requires us to be tough at times and to speak up when we know wrongs are happening. And it, but it also requires us to maintain that, that loving orientation, even as we protest, 
even as we stand up for what we know to be right. And I reckon, well, this is the work of a lifetime to expand our capacity for love and to allow its power to work through us, to guide us, to be the principle with which we live our lives. And this truly is work, isn't it? Work of self-examination with a commitment to honesty, work of just picking ourselves up, starting again when we fall short. In one of my notebooks this week, I found this quotation from Kabir, um, 15th century Indian mystic poet. Uh, it, it, it's a classic, I'd say, of Kabir's, this one. Ah, he writes, it's easy to bear the heat of the fire, and likewise it is possible to tread the edge of the sword, but oh, to sustain an unchanging love is a most difficult business. To sustain an unchanging love is a most difficult business. I just think that's beautifully expressed by Kabir. So I invite you to join me in the weeks ahead as we watch the political shenanigans unfold and as the life of our wider world continues, no doubt, to trouble us deeply. Let's observe and hold that question in our hearts. What would love do now? It'd probably whisper a suggestion to us. Turn off the TV or radio. Go and do some gardening. Take a walk in the park or, huh, why not make some naan bread from scratch on a hot day? Thank you. So, we're going to uh, sing again now, if we wish. Our, our closing hymn, um, it speaks of love as our guide in life. And um, we'll find the words on our hymn sheets or up on your screens if you're at home. Feel free to stand, sit, sing, or simply enjoy the music. Whatever we get up to and wherever we are, love can guide us. Some announcement now. Thank you, thank you, thank you to everyone who's helped with today's service. Our tech team of Jane, Ramona, and Janine. Without you, nothing could work properly at all. Uh, thank you to uh, Maria for Zoom hosting. Thanks to Brian and Maria for our readings today. Big thanks for Sandra Smith stepping in as pianist and to Harold for finding some suitably romantic music to end our service. Uh, next week, Jane, our ministry coordinator, will be leading our flower communion on Zoom. Bring a flower, everyone. Um, it's a really lovely ritual to join in with, and I think it works well on Zoom. 
Um, the congregation has, of course, a life beyond Sundays. Um, thank you to everybody who was involved in last week's concert and poetry evening. Our online heart and soul sessions are available to everyone. This is an online spiritual gathering. The theme this evening, and I think Friday, I hope I've got this right, Jane, is it's integrity. And apparently every single elected MP has signed up to find out more about integrity. <laughs> But there is still space for a few of you still to join in. See Jane or send her an email if you want to know more about Heart and Soul. There's a congregational Zoom coffee morning every Wednesday. And do stay if you can after the service today, as Liz will be serving coffee, tea, and biscuits and cool water in the hall after the service. And for those of you on Zoom today, there'll be a virtual coffee session hosted by Maria afterwards, so do please stay around for a chat. Date for your diaries. Sunday, the 31st of July, the West London Green Spirit Group are inviting people to join them here for a picnic out in the park um, and a walk if you want. All of this, of course, is optional. To make it easier, we're planning some of us to be in the church to join in the Zoom service. We've not done this before, but see if a little group of us can be here on Zoom um, whilst Jane's leading from home, and then we can set off after that. Um, so have a word with me or David or send us an email if you'd like to know more. Now, for our closing blessing, uh, you can find the words of this E. Cummings poem on your hymn sheet, or the words can be found on our website. I thought this would be a good opportunity to say, in the sermons section of our website, we put the scripts of every service there. So if there's ever a reading that you like and you want to find again, it's there, including this sweet poem by E. Cummings called Love is a Place. Love is a place, and through this place of love, move with brightness of peace all places. Yes is a world, and in this world of yes live skillfully curled all worlds. So may each of us in the week that lies ahead find this place called love in our hearts. A love that contains everything, cherishes everything, guides everything, that we may never feel lost or alone. And with love in our hearts, may we reach out to others who may be sinking down and be in need of a helping hand or a kind word or deed. For in this strange and wondrous thing called life, well, we're all in it together, aren't we? And none of us escapes alive. So this is the adventure. This is the place and this is the time right now. Amen. Go well, all of you, and blessed be.